Big Balls Bob. Not to be confused with Tiny Balls Todd. I do have a body. It's very fantastic. Uh, more of a temple, really, than a body. I can't tell if he's doing a bit or not. I'm glad you brought that that point up because Todd's a pussy. It's right next to Todd's OnlyFans. It's, Todd's, it's on the internet. Yeah, Todd's not dumb. I tried to get in a high honors English class once, and they called my parents and were like, "Hey, just tell him he can't do it." <laughs> <laughs> it shows. It really shows. I'm a dumbass, and I'm sorry. The first time you've been let out of mom's basement, right? Oh, no, I'm still in mom's basement, actually. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. I'm going to throw these two guys into the screen so that if I die, they can carry on the legacy of crap that is this show. Welcome back in, Green Bay Packer fans, to another edition of Lombardi's Bar. I'm your bartender, Dan Kotnick. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are back. We've got Green Bay Packer football back into our lives. And not only is that back, Jerry Alexander is back. So Green Bay Packer football playing at an even higher level. It's Bears week again. There's so much to get into today. Before we get into that, I want to thank our friends at Art Tech Ventures. The goal of Art Tech Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. Visit ArtecVentures.com for more info. Cheers to our friends at Artec Ventures. It is Bears Week. Happy Hate Week, everybody. As we dive into today's show, we've got a couple special guests joining us today. Let's get our drink special up here for today. The drink special for today is the owner's manual. We have, it, it, there's always, it's always an owner's meeting every home game, but today or this coming Sunday is a different kind of owner's meeting. The, the ownership of the Chicago Bears and Green Bay Packers will be at Lambeau Field. There's no well liquor at the bar today. It is all strictly liquor from like those celebrity brands. So like, like the tequila that's made by George Clooney, there's like the gin made by uh, by Ryan Reynolds. I'm sure somebody's got wine. Gwyneth Paltrow probably has wine. It's all that stuff. It's all the celebrity stuff, all the ownership stuff. Let's bring in the other two owners of Lombardi's Bar here. It's Todd Varney and Jimmy Christensen. Boys, how are you doing? How was your bye week? Are you ready for more football to, uh, this coming Sunday? Yeah, I uh, I know last week my matchup I was looking forward to was me and my bladder versus red zone. Um, didn't attempt, didn't wasn't even home for most of the time red zone was on. Uh, so maybe maybe next week. I don't on, know. We'll see. Like, was it like because of something you were forced to do? Was it something? Yeah, I just that, I like, just found something else to do. I was like, I'm I don't have to be home watching football what all day. El- I, I've got a baseball camp coming up. I had, I got to get this arm in shape, man. <laughs> Went out and threw, threw some heaters. No, so bring your, so bring your phone and set red zone up on your phone. Oh no. I have red zone through a cable that is out in the middle of nowhere. And that's not an option. They don't have the mobile features, Dan. We're not they quite into do. the 21st century. They all do. They, they a thousand all... percent do not trust me. I have looked into this. It is not an option. Who do you have? Who do you buy your red zone through? Where do you get? It's through uh, NFL Network, right? No, it's not. It's through. It's through your cable company. You get it through your your cable provider. 
Let's no. Wait. Let's move on. on. I don't care about Todd. No, no, no. Wait, wait. We have a guest. I'd rather talk to our guest. Sitting here waiting for me, but I need to know the answer to this question. I know two red zones. There's the Andrew Siciliano Direct TV red zone, and then there's Diet Coke red zone on on NFL Network. It's not called red zone. Uh, is Siciliano still doing? Is Siciliano still doing it? Because I watch one (laughs) with, I believe it's Matt Hanson. Scott Hanson. Scott Hanson. Sure. One of the Hanson on, guys. On the NFL Network. Where yeah. else do you get Red Zone? But I purchased it through a cable provider that does not offer right. a mobile let's, system. No, let's it doesn't happen, Dan. I fucking look into it. Back. Oh my God. Let's get Wes Hodgkin. That's why the <laughs> let's get Nick, Nick, let Wes into the show here. Hey, Wes. How you doing? <laughs> Hello, Hello, everyone. In. I, I think I, I officially felt like I was in a bar uh, listening to guys <laughs> yell and discuss NFL Red Zone. This was, it, I, I feel at home, I, I have to say. I <laughs> You're all gonna... welcome here. Yeah, always welcome. Thank you. I'm, gl- I'm, glad, I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. Um, I, I didn't know if I was supposed to be here at first. I saw Jimmy never sent me a link, so I thought maybe it was just, hey, Wes, we'd love to have you on, but uh, yeah, we're not actually yeah. going to bring you on. You know, that's totally so. on. Yeah, 40, 45 <laughs> seconds left on the countdown clock, and and Jimmy's like, "Well, I hope he's joining." And Todd, Todd goes, "Did you send him the link?" And there's, it was like you saw it flash across Jimmy's eyes, just that oh shit look. Well, okay. So I remember. I, I don't know if it was when if it was in January or when I jumped down with you guys last time, but I remember I got like the yard your yard stream or whatever it is that you guys use other people use it too and i was just kind of thinking like okay all right he said a little bit after 7 30 so maybe you guys get going a little bit (laughs) but we're here we made it i made it too i arrived uh and actually i'm really excited about this for the first time since the basically i was allowed to go back to lambeau field i actually got to use my like pseudo studio that i built during the pandemic this is the first time i've actually like broadcasted out of what is really just a bonus room above our garage it is amazing Wait. i'm obsessed with that squirrel picture the squirrel picture you. is what does yeah i'm gonna it. need to get that from you that is um uh, my it's actually my boss uh duke bobber his incredibly talented wife katie uh is an artist and my wife loves squirrels so a couple christmases ago she did a really nice drawing of it and i got it made it's actually i think supposed to be like a serving tray and it's, it's Caitlin's, it's not mine. But what happened was the pandemic started and I needed to find things to decorate. Everybody does books. You know, if you look at all these ESPN, turn on, you know, around the world, everyone's in their, is in their library, right? Screw libraries. <laughs> not, not like in the grand scheme of things. Libraries are great, but like, it's all for show. I like Candyland. Yeah, I was going to say, you got Candyland <laughs> back there. I like, I like Pokemon. I, I work for the Packers. Uh, I got one of my awards from the, from the Press Gazette days. I like to have stuff that's fun. Now, some people rip me for it, but this is my home. Just like how each of you have your own a Chris Barnes jersey in the background, for Christ's uh-huh. sakes. I mean, this is <laughs> this is what we're doing. This is why we do it. Yeah. No, exactly. Dan and I just happen to have identical bar setups yeah. at our house. Yeah. yeah it's it's <laughs> incredible. With with matching with yeah. logos and everything. Shout, <laughs> shout out Wilderness play. Resort. It's like a great <laughs> 80s wrestling tag team. You got to have your gimmick, right? You guys are all good to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. You brought in you brought up wrestling, so I'm gonna transition a little bit to UFC before we jump to football. That was my uh, that was my plug for that. Yeah, I was waiting for something to get into it. All <laughs> right, this next card is absolutely amazing. Best uh, of the year. Just looking at the main card alone, who do you so like the Sean O'Malley? I'm just gonna go through the main card quick. We have Sean O'Malley. 
versus Raluan or however you say his name. Who do you have on that one? Well, I mean, Sean, I mean, they're just bringing in, you brought up wrestling terms. They're bringing in just random jobbers for him. He had enough of Cheeto Vera. So then he just started working his way back down. He's just beating all these regional guys. So yeah, Sean O'Malley will win. I, I don't know anything about the other guy, but I don't think we really need to. I, I, you get what the UFC is trying to do there. All right. So with Cody Garbrandt, he's going from 135 to 125. Do you think that's a good move for him? Or do you think that weight cut's going to be too much? We're going to find out on Friday, right? I mean, uh, I'll tell you what. The fact that he had as much problems with Rob Font as he did, and then for Font to look the way he did against Aldo, mm-hmm. that's a big concern for me with Garbrandt. And I think Kaikara France is highly highly underrated he's i don't want to call him a gatekeeper that division but you can't really take him for granted and garbrandt had that power he got a huge ko of a sun sow but i don't know man the last five years it's not been trending in the right direction for him i hope he makes a weight cut safely i hope it isn't like a dillashaw type thing i i I hope he can do it they gotta check him for epos yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll jump to the co-main and main uh amanda nunez versus juliana pena (laughs) I mean, Amanda you, Nunez. Yeah. <laughs> Does she have a chance? Yeah. Does, no. Uh, the only thing I will say, um, Nunez had to rely on her her ground stuff a little bit against Durandamy. That was the first time I thought it looked like someone might solve him, but solve her. Excuse me. But um, I I, I love Pena, but I, I just I don't know what I don't know what her path to victory is there. I, Nunez is just so well rounded. I, I don't know how you beat her. All right, curveball. Us four versus Amanda Amanda Nunez, Amanda Nunez. at once. No, uh, her, man, right? it, oh, like one of those crazy, like Polish, like I, I was Russian, like, like bare knuckle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, Hey, it's four on four. But then after one person goes down, everybody just tackles the other guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's three on one. I'm out. <laughs> I don't like getting hit. I don't like being put in arm bars. It's not for me. I'm out. I, I will say this. And Jimmy actually does this. Like I, I'm not saying at the UFC, like Amanda Nunez, I think could win some like, intergender MMA fights oh, maybe sure. at the M- M- at the UFC level I mean she's that she's that darn good yeah she's insane all Incredible. right last one I'll ask you the main event championship Charles Oliveira versus just Dustin Poirier okay so I was on the Oliveira train Jimmy before anybody else yeah I really was when he was making that climb up and after every single fight he won he's like Dana please let me go back to 145 and it's like Charles you've won like six in a row like you're doing okay at light you know lightweight here uh, and then I kind of hopped off the bandwagon and I'm a huge Poirier guy. Um, and I know Mercedes Lewis is a huge Poirier guy. So I, I'm going to be pulling for Dustin. I like both of those guys. The biggest question is, is just how good is Olivero striking? Can he, if the thing stays on its feet, can he win it there? If it goes to the ground, man, Poirier is good. But I mean, you looked at what happened against Habib. I mean, I, I, I'm just... I think we know what the quantity is. I know what we're getting in, in Dustin. It's a question of man, how high is, you know, Charlie olive's ceiling going here. It, it could be, it's going to be an exceptional fight. I cannot wait for it. Oh, absolutely. And then last question, bring it back to the Packers. One player on the team who has the best chance of winning an MMA fight on the Packers Uh, right now. Mercedes Lewis, uh, Lewis trains, um, Oh, shoot. The, the trainer's escaping me, Jimmy. Maybe you can remember this. Um, Chuck Liddell's trainer, his original one. Um, he's worked with him before. And he, really? you know, he tra- yeah, he trains, you know, BJJ. He he does striking. If you follow some of the stuff that Mercedes does, he, I talked to him pre-pandemic about that. He mentioned, you know, when he was done, he really wanted to maybe try, not MMA, but, you know, try to maybe do some, some jujitsu 
type tournaments and that, I mean, at six foot six, 267 pounds, I mean, he's an incredible physical specimen. I, I think he is definitely a guy that, that could hold his own. Another Jeez. one you got to give credit to is Danny Vitale, who's no longer with the Packers, no longer playing football. But Danny, I remember him telling me a few years back that uh, he actually wanted to try to get an amateur uh, MMA fight when he was done. He trains with uh, Billy Quarantino, yeah. uh, Quarantillo, uh, the, who's a UFC featherweight. Um, yeah, Danny, I think, I don't know if he's going to follow through with that someday, but that was one of his like bucket list goals was to take a fight at some point in his life. Once his career was over. That's amazing. I'd be scared of any of them, but yeah, especially big dog, just too. seeing him come in there with gloves. I would walk out. He I'll tell you what, man, I hope people appreciate, you know, what Lewis is and, and what he's done for this game. Cause to go 16 years at this level, uh, playing it the way he did and adapting his game the way he did. I, I think anyone would tell you if he still just played the game the same way he did in 2006 when he's a first round pick, you're probably not around anymore at 37, 38 years old. But he understood that his blocking was really valuable and it could be something that, you know, could be a calling card for him. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I, everything you read about, everything you hear about, it was in Lewis's best interest to have that departure from Jacksonville, gave him a chance to finally chase that championship other than that one, that one year in Jacksonville. But man, that was such a, a huge loss for the Jaguars locker room. And I, honestly, four or five years later, I, I still don't know if they've exactly recovered from it. I mean, that that's taking out one of the stalwarts. And you see, obviously, what he's done in Green Bay the last three and a half years. Yeah, absolutely. They, they I, tried I, with Tim Tebow. He just didn't fill the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to point out before we move on to more stuff that Jimmy was in our private comments giving me crap for not bringing Wes in earlier. <laughs> and proceeded to hijack the interview for a solid five straight minutes to talk only MMA. He That's put in the thing. He, he wanted to talk about it, and I wanted to talk about it. I you did. guys don't watch it. Whoa, the people I'm want. sorry, Jimmy. Which one of us fell asleep during the last fights? Oh yeah, that was my fault. Oh, was that, I was put, that uh, me? Was that I me? had too much in my system. No, so, oh yeah, no, that was. And me I appreciate you, you waking me up. I appreciate. Yeah, that. you're welcome. <laughs> After you slept through the co co main event. <laughs> to be fair, those events start way, way too late nowadays. Oh, you're too old always... then, Dan. No, no. The, the main event of a, a UFC card should not be starting at 11.30 midnight. You, you know what? The, the thing is on, and you know, Jim, he can talk about this too. When you have a kiddo, UFC, especially in the pandemic, was absolutely... I've been watching UFC for the last 50, uh, at least 10 years, and it is the perfect thing because like nine o'clock rolls around a lot of, they've been doing earlier cards now on Saturdays, which make it more difficult for me to see like when they do afternoon stuff. But like when it comes to pay-per-views, when it comes to marquee Saturday shows nine o'clock and you're 33 years old, it's pretty quiet around the, the household. So it, it's a, uh, for an older guy like me, it's, it's, it's a fun little escape. So, but yeah, I know what you mean, especially if you end up having a couple title fights on it, you're looking at over after midnight central time before that thing finally wraps up. All right, Dan, I'll be quiet and I'll take it over. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, Wes, uh, my big question that I like just over you, because we, between the last time that we talked with you last season and this point, it's been an absolute cluster F of like just any, everything and anything along with like the Packers in and outside the locker room, the media, everything. W what's it been like for the last, I'll call it, call it almost a full year now since the last time we spoke. I mean, so much has gone on being there and going in and, and like seeing your office on ESPN every single day. What, what was yeah. the, what was this off season like for you? 
Yeah, it's a great question, Dan. It was a it was a different off season. I, I've been through a lot, you know, and and I mean, we all have. If you've covered the team over the last, you know, even before that, when you know some of these guys, some of these vets had to do the Brett Favre, two thousand, you know, summer of two thousand eight. So, um, I, I I operated a little bit different though, and, and fortunately, it's also my position, right? Like I I wasn't asked to feed the machine every day like some other guys were by their by their companies by their media outlets. Um, they had a responsibility. We t- Spoff and I, my colleague Mike Spoffer and I, we we discussed a lot of it in our insider inbox Q and A, but we weren't tracking it. You know the the Rogers stuff like everybody else. This has definitely though been the longest season that I've ever covered. This was my tenth year full time on the beat, and you know whether it was the late buy, whether it was the fact that they added the seventeenth game, or regardless of everything that happened with you know the the far you know the the Rogers stuff in the summer. This has been a journey in which I always felt like it was going to end with number 12 at quarterback. Uh, I just felt like at the end of the day, Rodgers loved that locker room too much, and they understood what was at stake for this team this year. The resources, the investments that were made into the 2021 Packers, and for them to get to 9-3 and three at the bye without their five-time all-pro left tackle, without Jair Alexander for you know basically all but three and a half games, Zadarius Smith for all but 16 snaps. I've been blown away by this season, and I I never thought the distractions would be an issue, but how they've been able to circumvent all these injuries and still be able to find a way uh, to be in among the best in this league, uh, that's the part of it that uh, when I look back on 2021 and how crazy this whole ride has been, um, regardless of what happens the next five weeks, what regardless of how this thing ends, it is incredible they've been able to keep that ship above water. Do you think, like, every year they say the buy comes at the perfect time, and it really seems like this year, like, it was perfect for them because everyone was hurt. But do you think week 13 is too late for a buy? There's even, there's even a team with next week that have one off, um, week 14 or whatever. So, do you think that's going to change now that they're realizing with the longer season, maybe having a buy earlier? Or? Yeah, I sure hope so, Jimmy, because they're not going to be able to add another buy. I know that was a question I've been getting quite a bit. The the season's already 17 weeks, right? The, the Packers, when they had their when they played that last game against the Rams, it was four months to the day when they started training camp, their first training camp practice. Uh, we talk so much about 12 straight weeks of football, but it was also the fact that these guys had to play as much as they did, you know, for the five weeks before that. Uh, my solution, and I'm not saying it's a good one because I understand what the NFL was trying to do. They were trying to get rid of the week four and week five buys. Those are too early when you have a 17 game season, but to ask teams to get to week 13 in the Packers case or week 14 in the case of like Miami, New England, that's just, it's inhuman. I, I feel like they need to be able to restrict it to between weeks five and six and Thanksgiving. You, you just got to squeeze them in there. there. There's two team bye weeks right now in between there. They need to find a way to give these guys more of a break. If we're really serious about player safety, I think that is a huge part that they're going to have to figure out. This was a lot of trial and error this year. We've never played 17 regular season games before, but to ask professional football players at this level, this isn't 19, you know, 68 anymore where they, I understood they played 12 straight games, but the, the, the amount of investment these guys have to make into the, you know, two, 365 days a year. I really feel like if, if this is the way and we're not turning back now, we have to consolidate those bye weeks a little bit to give these guys more of a natural in between, you know, break. Well, I, I want to, Wes, let me ask you a hypothetical. And if I could offer you two things moving forward in the future, one, 
the bye weeks are set up like how you said, where it's between, you know, like week five and week 11. Yeah. Or you get to keep the IR rules that we have in place now moving forward consistently. Which, which would you choose between the two? IR, 150%. It is the best move that has happened, regardless if it was the pandemic that brought that on or just negotiations between the NFL and the NFLPA. The best thing the National Football League and the Players Association did, in my estimation, over the last three years is the relaxation of the practice squad and the relaxation of the IR rules. There is no reason whatsoever you should have to carry an injured player among your seven inactives and just hope that nobody else gets hurt so that you can you can proceed through the season. I, I go back to, I think it was 2012, Dan. It was when TJ Lang was really banged up. And there was basically no, under no pretenses, was he going to probably play in that game? I, I think it was 2012. Maybe it was 13. The Packers had to suit him up because it was that they were that tapped out as far as healthy replacements by having the elevation measures to be able to bring guys up and not have to push guys that might not be where they need to be yet or have to lose a player, for example, like Sedarius Smith for the season because of an injury like that. I feel like it not only makes the game better, but in the long term, it's going to help these players and, and ultimately it's a weird juxtaposition, right? Because we just got done talking about how there's an extra regular season game, and that's an extra game of wear and tear and contact. But we have to find ways to be able to have some some fluidity with these rosters. And I feel like the practice squad rules, and especially the designated return after three games and an unlimited amount of those guys. You go back to 2012, you had to when Cedric Benson had the Liz Frank injury, the Packers had to designate him to return when they had no earthly idea if this guy was actually one going to need surgery or two be able to make it back. So to, to be able to understand, okay, every injury is different. The timeline that you're going to miss all that stuff. I, I feel like the league in that regard is in a much better place today than it was when this whole thing started nine years ago. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, just seeing more guys being able to step in and be healthy, um, whether the, the talent level is there or not. I mean, you look at, what's been going on with the outside linebacker position over, you know, the last few weeks where, you know, they're able to move some of those guys in and out and, and get them time rather than, you know, who knows who you're going to have to suit up um, and how banged up they're going to be. So I definitely agree with you on that one. One question kind of Dan touched on it at the start of this was from the outside looking in um, throughout this season, it's been seems like pure chaos uh, in inside the building. What's it been like? Has that has that feeling been felt inside at all, or or is it pretty pretty calm? Or has there been like a moment where it was like, okay, this feels different? Um, it it was different in terms of I think the anxiety of not knowing what was going to happen. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, you know, Mike Spelf and Mike Spoffer, we were doing the yearbook uh, for this upcoming season and trying <laughs> to figure out who's going to be on the cover. Aaron Rodgers is the three time MVP. We want to have Aaron Rodgers on the cover, but there's an uncertainty there about, okay, is Aaron Rodgers going to be back? And if he is back, great. If he's not back, well, we really don't want to have a cover where Aaron Rodgers is on the yearbook, right? So it, it was moments like that where we kind of just had to wait the process out and, and ultimately just see how things would resolve themselves. But, you know, I just felt like, as as different as this offseason was, and as much as I think there was uncertainty at times of which course it was going to take, I, I just feel like the fact is, is Aaron Rodgers has been the quarterback for 16 years in some regard here. 
He's now the longest tenured player in, in team history, 103 years. I, I wrote it even in our inbox, insider inbox for tomorrow is that I will believe number 12 not being under center for Green Bay when I see it. So it might be a very utopian romanticism kind of way to look at it. But other than having to deal with the fans questioning and in, in, in obviously their own frustrations and kind of reliving probably what happened a little bit 13 years ago, um, I felt like inside the building, it it was pretty much it, you know, all systems go moving forward because the other aspect of it too, was we were still in COVID. Uh, so the, the times were different to begin with, uh, not counting, you know, who was at the off season program and who wasn't, I mean, there would be a time I remember in 2014 when, or maybe it was 13 when the Packers, uh, put the second round tender on, on, uh, Sam Shields and Sam didn't show up for, uh, voluntary workouts that was kind of a story because everybody showed up for voluntary workouts well this year yeah Aaron Rodgers wasn't there but there were other guys who weren't there too because you know they made decisions with COVID and with their own personal you know training situations the PA obviously was was kind of pushing back on a little bit so it's a long answer to your question but but I guess to me it really never felt like chaos uh, it, it just sort of felt like okay this is a unique time in a strange offseason during really um, nationwide throughout the country, you know, very, very challenging times as well. Do you think that's going to be something we see a lot more in the future seasons of just players not coming to the voluntary workouts and just kind of doing their own thing? Yeah. I mean, green Bay has always kind of worked in those workout bonuses. Uh, and I remember how many guys did we hear this off season, right. That would do the zoom calls and talk about, well, I got, I got bonus money tied up in this. It didn't matter if it was 50,000. It didn't matter if it was 500,000. I mean, guys, I, I don't know about you guys. Um, but if they're for me personally, as I was just saying, I got a kiddo downstairs that's getting ready for bed. I mean, we got to find a way to feed them. Right. So, I mean, if there's money out there, I don't blame anybody for, for wanting to go and chase it, but for other guys, situations are different, and if it doesn't make sense for them, I don't begrudge them. I, I think what Aaron Rodgers said, and I agree with, is that the season's getting longer and longer. The offseason's getting shorter for these guys. I know it, it sounds trite, but I mean, offseason program starts in April, and the season for some of these guys is now ending in the middle of February. So it's not just about getting your body right. It's also about being able to get your mind right and, and understand, okay, we got we got to get ready for the next the next thing. So uh, if it's the direction players choose to go, I do not begrudge them for that. But obviously you look at green Bay and a lot of organizations, the way they run their strengths and conditioning, the way they can, you know, basically put the installs in the first time, there's a huge benefit and advantage for them to be able to keep that, you know, on the tracks as well. For sure. Yeah. Um, Wes, before we let you go, we want to play, uh, some award games here at the bye week kind of the, the cliche, content creation machine you know thing that always comes around in the bye always week. yeah always um so we're each gonna ask you one right off the top of your head just give us the answer my first one what's been the who's been the biggest surprise this year for the devondre campbell yeah before i can even let you get that out uh, i remember when they signed devondre i think it was officially june 9th and i knew a little bit about him just because he was, I mean, you think back to 2016, you can see why this guy got overlooked as long as he did. Atlanta drafted him. It turned out to be a great draft for them, right? They, they got Keanu Neal. They were able to, you know, to get Deion Jones. And then here's Devontae Campbell in the fourth round, who, and he always ended up sort of being the, the guy that was sort of overlooked. And then he goes there, Arizona, and he's kind of the guy that's overlooked. And he waited and waited and waited, and he kind of bet on himself a little bit. 
And he, you know, he even heard him talk about, it. he's like, you know, everybody kind of has the wrong idea about me first signing in June. That was him. That was him wanting to find a situation that could really, you know, a defense that could really show his talents. And, you know, he's the Batman now. And for him to be able to be as durable at that position, as good sideline to sideline as he's been, I've said this a number of times now, but he has rebuilt the faith in me in the inside linebacker position in what that can do for a dominating defense. There was a many years, and Green Bay wasn't the only one, where I started thinking, okay, it's a pass-first league. You need corners. You need pass rushers. Inside linebacker, you find somebody, great. You don't find somebody, throw somebody else in there. De- Devondre Campbell changed that for me. And I think when you look, there's a lot of different reasons for why this defense is succeeding. I like Joe Barry's scheme. It's flexible. It's versatile. They got good pass rushers. They have guys who have stepped up in a pinch. But having Campbell through all of the injuries, through all the changes, having him as the guy in the middle, and an incredible piece for them. And he's definitely been the one that has been my biggest surprise. All right. So he is definitely a player that a lot of fans, especially are raving about because it was such an incredible signing that didn't get a lot of credit until really the season started going. Who is a player that's more of the unsung hero, someone who's doing a great job, but maybe not getting talked about enough. Oh man. There's so many, I I think, you know, you basically take your pick on that offensive line, right? I mean, Lucas Patrick having to step in at center when they lose, you know, Josh Myers and they lost an all pro before that. And Corey Lindsley, you know, Yash Nijman uh, now being the left tackle uh, position where some teams have lost their starting left tackle and have really been just falling into hard times with just trying to find one backup, let alone having to replace not only David Bakhtiari, but then a pro bowler and Elton Jenkins. Uh, but I, I think when you talk about unsung heroes, and it's only, and I, I understand he's a pro bowler. So this isn't like, I understand the rules kind of change here, but for me, it's Kenny Clark, because I think for him, not enough people in the national football league give credit where credit is due in terms of his two way ability. He is a really good pass rusher. He has four sacks on the year. I know he's not Aaron Donald in that regard, but what he gives green Bay, both as a pass rusher on third downs, but also how he can dominate against the run. There are a number of plays, short yardage situations where Green Bay has won this year based strictly on Kenny Clark getting penetration in the backfield and disrupting a run. He is such a it's it's a he's the type of talent that if you blink and you don't really watch him every play, you're going to miss somebody that is truly special. And it's funny, his his reliability and his ability to play multiple spots and be used in different situations it almost hampers him a little bit because you're left in this position of where do you take Kenny Clark off the field? Uh, and what situations do you want to use him? But uh, again, much like Campbell, I feel like his maturation and, and being able to stay healthy, relatively speaking this year has gone a long way with this defense kind of fulfilling its potential and uh, in, in being able to be a team that, you know, ultimately can win games based on how their defense performs. Sweet. So I'm going to go with uh, the best moment of the year. But but before I get into letting you uh, tell us the best Packer moment of the year, personally, Wes, what was the best moment of the last year for you? Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, this is going to be somewhat, I don't know. I don't want to make it cheesy. But uh, I, so in, in 2020, like I'm sure you guys did too, all of us had to make sacrifices. Uh, for me, that meant not going into Lambeau field for five months. I did my job in this room. 
uh, for five months. I covered an NFL draft in this room. In this chair, I interviewed Jordan Love one-on-one over Zoom. Uh, and it would, you know, the temperature fluctuates, it gets cold, it gets warm and <laughs> it got mentally taxing. And this year, when we went back into, the, we, we obviously went back last year, but what a lot of people don't know is our department on the second floor for a majority of last season, were the only people that were in, uh, I had colleagues that went almost a year without going back into Lambeau field. So for me personally, once the vac and I'm not, this is not political or anything, but once the vaccine started rolling out and they allowed people to come back in reconnecting with a lot of people that I still kept in contact with, but actually seeing them personally was a really emotional moment. One of my good friends, Haley Helmley, we went out to the bowl because last year I had to basically had to wear a mask wherever I was. I'm doing zooms. And if I'm not in zoom, I'm in a mask. And, uh, Haley went out with me into the bowl and we took some photos, her of me and me of her, of just being human again. Um, and for as challenging as last year was in those weird freaking games of watching empty stadium football and where I could shout in like literally everybody on the field could hear me if I really had the constitution to do that. Uh, being able to get back in the field this year or getting back in the building and getting my colleagues back in the building was really emotional. Do you want me to answer the football one too? Or I just want to point out, uh, you're welcome. That was your Lombardi's bar bump for, for joining us last year. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. The vaccines. Just, that was us. So glad we could help you out with that, Wes. Now you can take the, the other part of my question. <laughs> it's Aaron Rodgers walking into the building, man. You guys all saw the photos of it. You all saw the videos of people over the overhang by the player parking lot. He had those glasses on. I think he had the, the Dunder Mifflin t-shirt on. And uh, it, it was at that moment where I think Packer fans especially felt like, okay, it's going to be all right. Uh, we're going to figure this out and we're going to get the, get the, you know, get the thing back on course. And, for Rodgers to do what he's done this year, I don't know if he's the MVP or not. Um, Tom Brady's playing out of his mind. Kyler Murray's had some down moments, but he's been playing out of his mind when he's healthy. Jonathan Taylor is going to have 2,000 yards. I mean, there, there's some really good performances. But for Rodgers, now with the toe, um, now with not having an offseason program, no preseason, just be at 105 passer rating or whatever he's doing, being able to manage this situation, I, I just – there's been so many moments with these cardiac pack kind of, mo you know, games, whether it be the 49ers, the Bengals, um, certainly the way, you know, some of these games have ended right down at the wire. And as we found out with the Vikings, that, that can go both ways. But the excitement of it and the understanding that basically most of this is created by Aaron Rodgers getting on a plane and coming back to Green Bay. That's been the coolest moment so far. And really being able to see this team that I think everybody, the Packers mortgaged a lot on this season, right? I mean, that, that we know what the cap situation is like for 2022. Uh, the the fact that we get to actually see this team fulfill its potential and see how far it takes them. If this is the team to finally do it, to finally get past the NFC Championship game, finally to get back to the promised land. Um, it's cool that we're getting that because it would have been a real shame if uh, we would have we missed that opportunity. For sure. And uh, I know I said I was only going to keep you around 15 minutes, but talking well, to you was so forever fun. about MMA. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was worth it though. I these, you know, I'm glad we got to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. It was great. <laughs> Shut up, Todd. <laughs> was we appreciate you stopping by and taking a, a good amount of your night to to hang out with us and talk with us. Um, if, if people don't know, do you want to let people know where they can they can follow you on the socials and everything? Yeah, so I am on Twitter, at Wes Hod. Uh, I also last year created, finally, an Instagram account. I push back, fellas. 
I tried my darndest. I said, you know, I never did Facebook in terms of professionally. I barely do it personally. And I was like, I'm never doing Instagram. And then I remember like right before I left the press gazette, they're like, we're going to have Instagram training. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> and then finally last year I gave into it. I jumped on Instagram. So I'm also on Instagram at West Hod. Uh, you will never find me on TikTok though. I promise you. This is it. Instagram's the last frontier. I if social media goes 95 different directions, they will go 95 different directions without me. This is those are the only two. I'm like, that's where that's where I'm putting my stuff down. This is where I'm building my house, and that's gonna be the end of that. I look forward to your Instagram story after every week. <laughs> And it's just the one little clip of the of the schedule and the and the little highlighter off to the right. Every, yeah. every Victory Monday, it feels good. It's awesome too because my buddy Michael Cohen, who used to uh, cover the Packers for the Journal Sentinel, he's a huge MMA fan too. He's one of my best friends. Uh, now he covers Michigan uh, sports out for the Detroit Free Press. He gives me so much shit when uh he's like when the like packers lose or something he's like hey where's uh where's the schedule thing why aren't you like putting <laughs> the schedule hey, hey the packers lost the nfc championship game where's the schedule so uh, i i always you know it has to be an uplifting thing guys it's monday right, right. i mean who who wants to get back into work and be depressed so it's like you know we, we gotta we gotta keep it light and i'm trying to give the people what they want i'm trying to you know provide a service here i i can't just take crappy iphone photos and be like hey Here's a photo of Zadarius Smith from three miles away. <laughs> I mean, like, I got to try to incorporate my personality a little bit into this. So it is what it is. Make sure you're following Wes on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else. Check out all of his stuff, of course, at Packers.com. Wes, thank you again for taking the time. We really, really appreciate it always, man. Thank you. Th thank you, Danny. I appreciate you, all of you. Not Jimmy, but I appreciate you too putting, <laughs> putting up with my UFC MMA talk. I could talk forever on MMA. Like for some people, Packer fans, they want to hear you guys talk about Packers, right? Like that's their escape. My escape is mixed martial arts. That's how I get away from work. So uh, I appreciate you bearing with me there. Hey, Always. I just, I know you're, you're smarter than I am about it, Wes. So anything you said, that's just, I'm just going to back all that. Like, and yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. no, no questions whatsoever. You're, that's why the whole time I was just in agreement with you. Like, <laughs> man. And that's, and Jimmy probably feels this too. Like, that's what sucks. Like I, I was talking off Danny's ear. I was talking off Mercedes ear. Like when we used to be able to go in the locker rooms and that, like, I miss that so much. Is that there's only so many people that I know that actually like MMA. So when you find it, it's like <laughs> like Packer fans, right? You're in Green Bay. You can oh, go yeah. to Andouzi's. You can go wherever you want. You're going to find somebody who wants to talk about the Packers. You're not going to find anybody within five miles of my house that knows anything about UFC. So <laughs> it is what it is. All right. All right man. Take it easy, man. Thank you. Thanks, All right. Wes. Thank you, guys. Appreciate, appreciate you. you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks again to Wes for stopping by. Um, Jimmy, why don't you just have like an MMA podcast and get and like why why is this not the next frontier for you? Honestly, I'll just have to talk to Wes. Talk that, uh, that yeah, like, Wes is gonna want to do that with you of all people. Come on. <laughs> Good point. Never mind. I'll tell Wes he can do it on Game on Wisconsin and we'll just we'll just have our logo <laughs> on it. <laughs> We're gonna step aside for a quick break when we come back. More here from Lombardi's bar. Stick around.
Hey, what's up, guys? It's Sanjay from the Fuser Podcast. With me is Fred and Matt, and we are always here on Mondays at 7 p.m., right before Monday Night Football. So come check us out. You never know what we're going to bring on the show. But hey, you know what? You have to check us out from 7 to 8 because, you know what? I got to put my kid down right after. So join us 7 p.m. And definitely check us out because we're fun stuff. So, oh my, what the fuck is fun stuff? What? Oh my god! Hey, watch us because you get to see him. You're getting kind of Michael. Protect the neck, dude. Jesus! I know. Michael Jackson over here. Hang him over the blanket. I can't. Hold on. This weird. We just. Well, now we have a baby all of a sudden. Just do it. That's the best part about it. He's got a baby. Like, what the hell's going on here? Poopy. Hey, what's up, guys? It's that was you. That was you. You know, I'd like to think that when my son comes in a month and a half or so, that I'm not going to exploit him right away for content on our show. But I know for sure that that is exactly what I'm going to do. No yes. babies in the bar. Has Winston <laughs> been here yet? Uh, I don't think he's not, been, during, not during not the live on. show. Not live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I brought him. Of course, I showed him to you, dude. You're his father. And then I, well, yeah. I showed Dan what he's going to be in for. <laughs> uh, but I saw this in there. From Dan, uh, which way is it? That one, the jersey. I honestly won it in a raffle. What is it? Packer Connection. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, where it's like ten dollars a raffle spot, and then yeah, ended up winning it. I've only done, I've only done one in my life, and I won it, so I stopped there, retired. No, Todd and I are both. We're we are both. Uh, we're we're too we're too soft and and cuddly for for cage fighting. Okay, yeah, but I if you had to, which one? Again, gonna win? I don't like getting hit. I don't like being put in arm I, bars. I'm not flexible. I just, it's not for me. It's not for me. I would win, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Let's <laughs> tap it out. <laughs> Second, uh, the door closes. <laughs> before we get into uh, some of our other, our, our other guests joining us today, a surprise guest joining us today. Um, let, let's talk about some of these other bi-week superlatives that we ran by Wes. Uh, let's let's get the three. Let's start with the three that we asked him first. So biggest surprise from the season so far for you guys. I'll, I'll start with mine. For me, it was Rasul Douglas. It's been oh, Rasul Douglas. Like just out, like out of nowhere, not 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 even a preseason signing, just in the middle of the season or near the beginning of the season, and then plays like this, who would have thought that Rizul Douglas becomes cornerback, almost cornerback one at this point without Jair playing? Yeah, uh, he has done very well. He, those highlight plays too, that game clincher against the Cardinals, that pick six last week, like the man is earning a spot for next season. Absolutely. What about what you guys? Go ahead, Todd. Uh, I'm torn. I think I'm going to go Chris Barnes on this one. Uh, friend of show, Chris Barnes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Lombardi's bar bump is doing him some favors this year too. Um, but we knew he was good last year, but we've really seen him be a lot more consistent this year. Uh, and and really play solid uh, in the middle there next to Campbell. Yeah, uh, I'm going with Todd's favorite, Dean Lowry. Uh, I thought he was going to be a roster cut until he restructured his contract. Even then, I was wondering what was going to happen. 
but somehow that man has transformed his play and he's playing at a really high level game pressure on the quarterback. Kenny Clark was talking about how he got a holding penalty somehow as he pancaked the offensive lineman. Like the man's on a different level. PEDs. That's a good one. <laughs> allegedly. 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 Todd. I went. I said Chris Barnes. You big dumb idiot. Oh, I thought we went on the next one. Sorry. No, you have hero. You have to introduce <laughs> the next one. Unsung hero. Todd. You're the host. Uh <laughs> Unsung hero. I think I'm going to go with Josiah Deguara again, friend of show, not intentional. Um, but with uh, Big Ball's Bob going down, we weren't sure what that was going to look like uh, at the tight end position there. And he stepped in, obviously not putting up the numbers that we saw from Bobby last year, but to see him come in and really not not miss a beat with that position at all has been huge. And, and the offense still seems to, you know, they can run the ball, they can still throw. Um, he's getting more involved with the offense in the passing game. So uh, good to see him step in and and still be able to fill that role. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Billy Turner. Uh, Billy with the toe out Turner. I, he just, our offensive line has been in shambles all season. People constantly moving around and you never have to hear about that right tackle mm-hmm. position, which is great for an offensive lineman. He's doing his job. Is he hundred percent perfect? No, but he's playing at a great level. He's showing everyone wrong that said we were overpaid for him, especially after that first season. But sliding him out to that right tackle position was a great move by the Packers. And he, again, is right now really the anchor until Bakhtiari comes back and is playing as normal level. level. Like, he is the anchor of that offensive line. He's the veteran. He's the one that knows what to do. Um, Billy Turner, you need to get more praise. No, that's that's exactly right. Billy Turner – He's been he's been the guy that you he's been really the one guy almost on that whole offensive line that you haven't heard his name come up in in games or whatever. Um, mine is another one, and I I uh, when Wes was talking about his, I thought this is where he was headed with with it, and I thought he was going to steal mine. But it's Adrian Amos for me. Um, it's so weird that to call him like an unsung hero, but like think about some of these huge big plays that have been made. Like at key moments in the in that Rams game, especially the one that I, that sticks out to me is when he comes up and just completely plugs the hole. He's been playing he's been playing an amazing season this year, and he hasn't got as much praise as he has in the previous two seasons when it feels like he got he was getting more hype or his name is getting thrown around more. So uh, it's Adrian Amos for me for uh, for unsung hero. Um, let's go with. Do you want to just do you want to do the the third one the best moment of the year so far for you guys, Jimmy? You are the bartender. Nick will I'm tell a, you this. I'm off. asking just how. Sure, I'll do it. Be, um, best moment of the you you kind of hit it with uh, when you talk about Russell Douglas and I brought him up his his cl- game clinching yeah. interception and then to get that pick six those are the two that stand out for me. Just you just love this people who are cut from a team and make their way and show like, Oh, you guys are all idiots for not keeping me on your team. Like just seeing him have this season and those key moments, those splash plays. It's, it's kind of, it's great to see those stories. Yeah. Uh, the Arizona game's hard to beat Todd. It was, yeah, it was a blast. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mason's kick, the game winner against San Francisco. Uh, that feels like three seasons ago at this point. <laughs> like I'm with Wes. This feels like the longest season. For ever. real. Um, and, and we're only in week 13 or 14 now, but, um, I think that kick, you know, that was kind of a time when nobody was really sure what this team was like, they were good, 
but they hadn't really hit their stride yet at that point offensively uh, to see them lose the the lead and then gut it out and come back and win with, what was it? 35 seconds. Like incredible. I'm surprised I didn't pick uh, JK Scott getting cut. <laughs> uh, I'm working on being positive, Jimmy. I would appreciate it <laughs> out of my, out of my personal space uh, per my therapist request. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was going to, I was going to pick the 49ers one as well for like literally all those same reasons. It just felt like that was, that was a game that in past seasons, the Packers lose in a big moment like that. And to go on the road and win it like that was, it was incredible. Um, I, I will pick a different one though. And I think that in contention has to be given that it's bears week. I still own you like yeah. hat, like that moment, him running in the game winning touch, the game ceiling touchdown against the bears and to have that moment that moment caught on camera the way that it was you get to pick up the whole audio you get to see his face and just the reaction behind all of it, it like that that is a moment that will live on in packer aaron Rodgers lore forever forever all right did yeah. you see did you see that nonsense with uh matt nagy saying like Oh, 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 we're aware of it. We we know what he said when they're asking him about the Aaron Rodgers quote. Like, Nagy, you're how about you just worry about keeping your damn job? Don't worry about what Aaron Rodgers is saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's go into uh let's go into our bar bets now for this week against uh against the Chicago Bears on Sunday night. Um this one unreli- it's it's not an official bar bet here, but it's I want to just ask you, are the Packers going to be playing for a divisional crown on Sunday night? So basically, will the Vikings lose tomorrow to the Steelers? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think the Steelers are good. And the Vikings, after they're too good of a team to lose a game like last week and not respond in a positive manner. Uh, so I, I don't see the Vikings losing tomorrow night. I hope they do. I don't think they will. Yeah, I hate to also agree that the Vikings won't lose. I pray they will lose. I'll do whatever I need to. Hail Marys, I'll hit myself whatever I need to to hope hope they lose. But I don't know. I don't think they I don't think they will. Their offense, I think, is too dynamic. The Steelers, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger is a shell of his dumb self. <laughs> yeah, Fair. I agree. It just it would fit it would be too perfect to have to have that happen. Um which un- which is unfortunate because I would love to hear Paul Allen uh, disappointed once again twice in in the span of of like five days. That would be really really nice to hear. He's above that. He doesn't even care about it. Yeah, but <laughs> we do have we have a Vikings fan. Uh, we have to a fellow in. Paul Allen hater in Hi. here. She's Minnesota. From Minnesota. Yeah, a Minnesota sure Vikings fan. Shut up. (laughs) I almost just laughed. I was like, you know what? I don't even want to be here. (laughs) I am a Paul Allen hater, though. That is true. All right. So the question we we answered, are the Packers going to be playing for the divisional crown on Sunday? You think the Vikings lose? Yeah, I do. (laughs) That's to say what none of us will. Straight fire. (laughs) Yep. I mean... No Adam Thielen, no Delvin Cook on a short week. That's pressure's a big on, one. you know, primetime Kirk Cousins is my favorite Kirk Cousins. 
So That's, yeah, I didn't take that into effect. I like where you're at. I'm still. I'm not changing my. This answer. is why Mr. you guys Snyder bring me on. This yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about MMA for the last 50 minutes. This is the first time yeah, we really we took a we took a real a real turn for a while there. Hey, when you have West on, you got to go with what West likes. I guess, I guess he hates so. the Packers. You guys didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the first bar bet, Dan? All right, bar bets uh, for this week against the Chicago Bears. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers. Last time against the Bears, only passed for about 190. I think it was 192 yards exactly. So over under 200 passing yards for Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field on Sunday night. Janelle, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm gonna go. Four Bakhtiari's under 200. Okay. Oh, she think it's all, think it's in the running game? I, I do think it could be a big A.J. Dillon day. Okay. Okay. Jimmy? Um, to disagree with Jen, <laughs> if her, I'm going to go five Bakhtiari's over. And also he needs to get, what is he at? 57 touchdowns against the Bears. Three more to tie Brett Favre. So, I think he's going to have Ooh, a big passing game. Uh, so I'm going to go five Bakhtiaris over. Todd? Uh, I, too, am going to take five Bakhtiaris and hit the over on this one. Uh, <laughs> should be – shut up, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> should, should be a, a relatively nice night. Uh, 30 degrees, 50-mile-an-hour wind Sunday evening. So that's that's prime Rogers weather to, to go out and throw the ball around. I really hate to do this to my pack a day podcast co-host, but I'm 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 teaming up with these three. Five Bakhtiari's over. I think this is I think it's a huge I mean night for Aaron I'm Rogers. okay if you're right. <laughs> right. No, that's the thing. But, but when you're only playing this. three yeah. quarters because you're gonna be up by so much, then you oh, know right. over under a hundred passing yards for Kurt Benker, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> Five Bakhtiari's over for sure. <laughs> um Actually, let's 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 lead into this. This is my third one, but since I brought that up, will Kurt will we actually see Kurt Benkert on Sunday? Will the lead be big enough in the fourth quarter by chance that they have a lead, knock on wood, that we see Kurt Benkert? I, I'm gonna finish with Janelle because she she <laughs> needs to be the, the last voice on this. I'm gonna say for Bakhtiari's guess we will see Kurt Benkert take a snap this week, Jimmy. So it literally just snap and kneel down. It counts. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a pass. Then doesn't yes. have to be a pass. Just takes a snap. Oh yeah. Five Bakhtiari's over. We're going to whoop their ass. All right. Todd. Uh, I'm going to say five Bakhtiari's. No, as much as uh, I think the the bears are outmatched in this, this is all they have to play for. This is, this is the only thing left on their season. It might as well be over after Sunday for them. They have nothing else going on for themselves. They are going to bring, their best effort, which won't be enough to win, but I think they'll hang in there long enough to make sure that Aaron Rodgers takes every snap. All right, Janelle, where do, I mean, you, where do you land? Five Bakhtiaris, yes, of course. I'd even go as far to say as he has better stats than Mac Jones did. Oh, <laughs> wow. Salt in the Top wound. The <laughs> He'll go three for three instead of two for three. There you go. <laughs> I'm just here to have fun, guys. More- they won a game with passing three times. That is insane. absolutely insane. Absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Granted, we lost an NFC game, NFC championship, where he passed like eight. So I, we really can't That's be too true. surprised, I guess. That's true. Also, shout out former Packer Micah Hyde for not not taking any crap from uh, from those uh, those reporters about their their run game. For God's sake, like, what do you want them to do? <laughs> They're just anyway. Uh, Damn, yes, that's our, that's our next Foxyari. <laughs> 
<laughs> just Jen <laughs> Wing. Our next one. I don't know. I do have a I do have a bad knee, but well, so know, do I. I. Might make up. So with Dan has a bad everything. Yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just. I bad. feel like Dan. Would, Dan seems like he's too nice to ever like kick I anybody. No, I no. Yeah, I can't do that. Um, let's look at the quarterback for the other team now. Officially, from from what from what I've heard, it is Justin Fields now for mm-hmm. Sunday. I he's been cleared to play. I don't know if that's officially that he's starting, but just the core. So we'll keep the quarterbacks in general for he's the starting. bears. Two and a half turnovers for the bears. That's fumbles, interceptions, what have you. Two and a half turnovers forced on the quarterback for the bears. Todd. Uh, five Bakhtiari's under. I like two. I don't like three. All right, Jimmy. Um, I think we're going to get up early and they'll have to pass a lot. And whether it's like Todd said, he is going to start. So Justin Fields, still young quarterback. I'm going to go three Bakhtiari's over. Please do that. Janelle. Uh, I think I'm going to go four Bakhtiari's under. I just, yeah, I kind of like what Todd said. Three seems like a lot. I am going to go four Bakhtiari's over. The Bucks forced four interceptions on on Andy Dalton. Justin Fields with a bad rib is only slightly above Andy Dalton at this point right now. So Sunday night at home with fans in Lambeau, I like the Packers' defensive chances to be swarming, and I think they smell blood in the water. Um, Janelle, thank you for joining us here at the end of Lombardi's Bar. We always ask our guests what they have to promote, but we need to make sure we ask you for sure what you have to promote coming up. What's coming up on opening open book in about 15, 18 minutes from now? Yeah, so we actually have the number one Bears hater, Tom Crabtree, coming on. So it'll be a lot of fun. So make sure you stick around, get a drink, whatever you need to do between the break, but come back and watch us because it's going to be a blast. Is he still leading fantasy football? Oh, yeah, he's 12 and 1. There's there's he's no contest. Oh, he's kicking your ass. Yeah. He Who's only beat me player? by 30 this time, I think. 30? <laughs> <laughs> he has Jonathan Taylor though, too, which I mean helps. Ooh, but whatever whatever roster code. he put together, it I nobody can I don't even remember his one loss. So would you fire just... Goody to hire Tom Crabtree? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Definitely whatever better I'm, record. <laughs> I'm starting the fire Goody train. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, make sure you guys stick around here. Same YouTube channel, so go up and subscribe. Take the minute in between to subscribe to the YouTube channel to know when we go live, when we go live, when they go live, when all of our shows go live. Follow us on Twitter at GameOnWI. Follow the show at Lombardi's Bar. You can follow all of us on Twitter. Janelle, do you want to let the people know where they can find you specifically out there on the socials? Yeah, you can find me at BigMac underscore four on Twitter. You got all this, everything, yep. all your that, stuff yeah. there. Everything in that, oh, yeah. that link in my bio, all the good stuff. Yeah. Jimmy, so much, Todd. So much hockey, Jen. Um, <laughs> follow me at Jimmy underscore C08. I will not talk hockey. Don't worry. Uh, anything I do is posted there. Not that much exciting stuff. You don't want to hear okay, me that much. Jimmy so. says that as if he didn't message me the other day asking me questions about hockey. Yeah, because I didn't he, know. He's he a did. closet was, hockey was fan. Conversation. <laughs> no, there's another one. He there doesn't a... want to admit it, but I was he, confused. He does... I found out the the admirals are for the 
team in uh, Tennessee, right? Nash- the Preds, Nashville, you said? Yeah. yeah, fangs up, dude. Go Preds. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Doesn't make Janelle's sense. out here exposing Jimmy's DMs to everybody. <laughs> hey, if my worst DMs are, hey, what's That's, going on yeah. with hockey? I think I'm okay. No, you're, you're, you're they're sorry. not. Trust me, those are not Jimmy's worst DMs. <laughs> hey, just to you, Todd. <laughs> Todd, speaking of which, where can people find you? Uh, follow me at the Todd V. I will talk hockey. Like I said, fangs up, guys. Go Preds. Uh, big time hockey guy. Uh, no NBA, please. I'm I'm good on that. Otherwise, whatever, whatever you want, I'm down for it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well at DK all the way. I'm ready to talk hockey. I'm ready to if you've got a, a goalie to fill in for the Bruins, I would I would love that. Also talk Premier League and Champions League. By the way, round of 16 starts here in in just a matter of weeks. So so hit me up over there as well. Everybody, anyone? I'm good. Anyone? No. Also, uh, there'll be more details coming on this January 8th and 9th. Uh, Dan, Jimmy, producer Nick, and myself. We will all be at the best Packer bar in America, Max Pizza Pub in Covington, Kentucky. Uh, We're going to do a live show from there on Saturday, January 8th, and then we'll hang out and watch the game on the 9th. Uh, We're going to have some uh, swag to give away. uh, We're blowing this thing out. We'll have all kinds of stuff. It's going to get weird. Yeah, this thing is this thing is (laughs) this thing is going to be next level. I'm really excited for that. Uh, So. Mark your calendars, everybody. You know, when, when instead on a Sunday when you would be watching football, drive to Covington, Kentucky from wherever you are. Yeah. Jen, um, we expect you there. <laughs> oh, fantastic. For producer, for producer Nick, for our our guest host, Janelle Mackey, for Todd Varney, for Jimmy Christensen, for Dan Connick saying thank you for joining us. Everybody. Oh, and of course, Wes Hodwicks from, uh, from Packers.com for joining us, of course, earlier in the show as well. Thanks for joining us, everybody. The Bears still suck, and as always, go Petco. Mac, get him. Get him! You gave him all time! No! No, it's Cobb again. It's Randall Cobb again. I'm gonna cry. No! 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 It's Randall Cobb again!